Okay, welcome back to Mission Smart Podcast. Well, it's been a while since we've been able to do a podcast, and actually that's going to be the our topic for today. Yeah, well, we yeah we hadn't been here in a while. Let's see, back in a couple of months ago, we went off and taught a course out west, and uh, then we got back, and my dear mother of 98 years old finally went on to be with Jesus. She been in hospice about six months was it six or seven six yeah. or seven and um but it was just a quiet going and we spent the month of april doing that just getting ready for a memorial and of course doing the graveside and then memorial and preparing for that then yes. we got covid we had to join the rest of the planet there finally well and starting before um before we went out on that trip out west, before David's mom passed, my dad was uh, had some complications from a surgery and has been dealing throughout that time and is still dealing even to this day with a very, very uh, serious illness and is in the hospital, has been there for a number of months. Actually, various illnesses where his body is... Got a lot of things going on. A lot, lot of things. And so, yeah. You might we, get a call right now. I, I could, except that my phone's off. <laughs> so it'll have to wait until we're done with this podcast. Lots of stuff emotionally, lots of stuff responsibilities, family, keeping a family, working together, getting on the same page. I've had to do that with my brothers. You've been doing that with your brother and your mom. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Yeah, takes a lot it's, of... it, it's very interesting, and we wanted to talk about this um, concept of parents, grandparents, uh, when you're living or when you're abroad, missions, all that... uh, just in missions. Yeah. Um, it, it's been fascinating to watch the differences in our family, because David is from a larger family um, and has several brothers in town with their wives. Um, I'm, I just have one brother. And he's out of town, so it's yeah, it's it's much much different in dealing with a family crisis, just having numbers, right? Responsibilities. So you only have to bring a consensus of one brother, and I have four to mm. bring consensus and work things together. So that's a different dynamic of things and also just with responsibilities um, and sharing daily kinds of responsibilities I only have to have a consensus of me and mom Mm -hmm. and but in relation to missions we were talking about how you know this may turn into two podcasts really is as we look back when we were in our 20s Um, people have asked us about how did your parents handle us making a decision to go? And, and so I don't know if we've told those parts, but we, I think because we were young and had already thought this is what we wanted to do with our lives is going overseas. That was something I even discussed before I asked Vicki, both with Vicki and with her parents. So there was no surprise well, and there was no surprise when you talked about that with them because I had been talking about that. Correct. So this is not something that came out of the blue for us personally. No, and 
my parents as well. They were not surprised. But we have heard that it is a hard topic. It is a really big issue with young people today and it has always been when they decide to go overseas. You know, we say we want the Lord's will for our children, but when they want to move farther away than the, you know, the county, um, it's hard and it's difficult for a parent to let go. Um, it's We've actually lived this from um, both angles as the child and as the parent yeah. uh, with one of our kids making decisions that um, put her far away from us. Well, and both of them are not in our city. You know, one may be... Right. The other one may not be abroad, but yeah, right, she's but far. Across the country. And so we're not able to look at them and say, why don't you want to live around here? Um, no. And so I think really the challenge to a parent is to, um, are we willing to let them go? They're not ours. Uh, they never were is the way we, we, we preach to ourselves. Um, there are, they're loan, they're on loan to us from the Lord. And so we have to trust the Lord as they guide their lives and where they go. And so it was a big blessing. I think I could say for Vicki and I, when we, we're trying to deal with our own, you know, the home, the trauma of leaving your home and leaving everything you know. and All your friends, your right, family. Everything you know and then moving to this faraway country with the intention of settling there. It, I can't imagine how harder it would be if my parents or your parents, Vicki, had said um, the kinds of things we've heard parents say to children, which is, we think you're crazy. This is irresponsible. Uh, well, I guess we'll never see you again, or we're not coming over. Or Aren't there people here who don't know Jesus? Right. Um, I guess... You're not honoring your parents. You're going to take our grandchildren away from us. And so I remember even talking to my in-laws when I was asking them about marrying Vicky, and I said, I don't know where your grandkids, if we have them, will grow up. You know, I just promised I would take care of Vicky and I would do all I could to help them be with them. Well, in what actually happened with us is our, our parents uh, came to visit. They had the means to come and the will to come. And took us on trips and blessed us by getting us out of town and blessed our kids and going to places in the region where we lived. And so they were a huge blessing. They were a source of member care, you could say, by taking us away from our work. You know, we were speaking English with them and eating good food, and it was a blessing. So, um We've remembered meeting people where we, they'd say, I don't know if we're going home this summer. You know, our parents aren't real thrilled about us being here and we're not sure we're ready for that stress. So that is, that is a real big issue. Um, and I appreciate when pastors say, you're all for missions, but are you willing to let go of your, your son and your daughter or your grandkids to do this work? And that's really, <laughs> that's a hard thing. It is a hard thing, um, but it is the reality. Yes. And so I think, anyway, that's just an important thing. That's one thing that gave us a huge boost um, 
is that our parents were behind us, came to visit us, and then when we came home, they they actually had the means to allow us to stay with them. Um, so that was a big blessing. So there's a huge blessing to what you can do if your kids are deciding to go overseas. We've seen parents struggle with it and then later accept it and go over and bless their kids and grandkids, and that was great to see. You know, at the very beginning, it's like... Well, I mean, I don't think any of us desire for our children and grandchildren to live far away. Well, it's very natural. To, to want them nearby. It's, it's very normal. But uh, we can't guarantee that, and we definitely can't force it. Or, oh, yes. Or, or, you or, know, my dad even has talked about various friends um, and relatives. He said, how, do you, how did you let them do that? And, and my dad just looked at them and said, let them. It's their They're lives. adults. Right. So I think that that was a real advantage, too, in our parents' attitudes toward us was not only did we have the great blessing of parents who were behind what we were doing, but they also were parents who valued independence and valued us as adults making decisions. So we did and have always wanted their opinions, but there's not an attempt to control and they trusted the Lord's guiding us. I mean, that's part of their adults and they have the Holy Spirit. And you say, this is not, they, they, can't, um, they can't control. But, you know, Vicki, they can still put guilt. They they and still, they chose not to do that. Right. They could still remind us of, you know, well... Um, you know, we haven't seen you in X number. I guess we're not going to see the kids. I guess we're not. You know, and they could have done that, and they didn't. None and of so, them did that. No. And uh, I think of the it, four. It helped us so much, and it helped our kids to be able to say, you know, life wasn't only coming home on furloughs to be with the grandparents and go to fun places. They actually came over, and we went to fun places there. And when they came over to enjoy the place we were living, that gave the children also, our children, sorry, and us, a sense of feeling their blessing. Yes. This is a, you know, this is the Lord's work. This is not what they would have chosen with their lives, but they saw the value in it. They met our friends. They tasted the food. They went to fun places and historical places, and that was a huge shot in our arm. And, and they were careful with their words. Now, now we, we all, did. They did express sometimes that they didn't, especially um, post nine eleven. There was there there was freedom in our relationship for them to express. I don't know if it's safe. I don't know if you should go there. I wish you wouldn't go. But then there was respect when we yes. made our choices. Right. And. We remember also on the field, one of the big issues was when to go home when someone is ill or aging. Big issue. 
and I'm sure there are articles and things you can find on the internet about this, but in our, I guess, era of missions, there was this strong emphasis on, um, you know, or whether an organization might have a rule about when you can go. There, those are those are whole different issues about if your organization says no, you can't go, or you can take a leave. But I, we just remembered people at times feeling a pressure to stay in language, you know, learning and stay and finish this time out, and then yeah, that was there were different friends that would say come to us and say, you know, my father or my mother is ill and. I want to go, but my I'm getting pressure from a team leader or from an organization or from policies to stay. But it, it what also, should I do? And you know, of course, that's personal prayer decision. But and it is obviously you can't just. We missed a lot of weddings. We missed a lot of. I missed every wedding graduation. of every friend. You yes. missed every. You. We missed every wedding. And we missed a lot of, of some funerals of your grandparents, Vicky. And your father. Right. I wasn't able to come back. Um, it happened too fast. We had just been there a couple of years. But when we had people come to us and say, what do you think about, you know, my, I'm being told that he may not have but weeks or months. And I just we just remembered advising some people at times, hey, um, in about five years, all that's really going to matter are those last days and weeks you had with your father or your mother. So our recommendation is your language learning will survive if you were to go home for a few weeks. Um, But today, it's a whole different thing. We know people that come home for a wedding, for a graduation. Um someone having a baby or whatever. So there's a lot more coming comings and goings than in our period. I actually think that most of that, as I'm thinking about it, most of the comings and goings are by people who are single. So it's a single ticket rather than family tickets. True. Um, because families, you know, you multiply times five yeah. or four or five or six. It's and investment. And it's a huge amount of money um, when you come home. So you need to stay for a bit. Um, one of the... The things that David said to different people was, you know, we think when we go overseas that we're going to be there for a long time and we join our teams, we sign our covenants or whatever, our MOUs, memorandums of understanding and all of these things. But when it comes down to it, you want to make your decisions based on what you feel like God is asking you to do, what is uh, best for you and your family, and not base it on the on the opinions of people who may not even be in your life in five years. Because we know that teams can exert great pressure, and the more isolated the team, the more pressure you feel because everyone around you is thinking the same thing and you're not getting outside input or the pressure you give yourself because you've put this big burden on yourself 
to fulfill your commitment to this mission, to this project, to this church work or whatever. But we've been around long enough to see people make decisions and based on the opinions of their team. And then three years later, they or the team is not even there and in each other's lives. So you really, there's wisdom in many counselors, but Mm -hmm. talk to different types of counselors. Talk to uh, people now with modern technology. You can talk to people back back home and get a a different types of counsel from different types of people. And what you're talking about, Vicki, is a wider perspective of your whole life. Yes. Um, I remember when Vicki was choosing where to have our children, and there were a lot of people that were having their children in the country, in local hospitals, or in their homes. And I remember we were just trying to do a wider perspective and say, okay, First of all, how do you, how comfortable do you feel doing this, Vicky? Also, what kind of support do you think you're going to need? You're only probably going to have a few children in your entire life, so these are big events. So if we only are looking at what is what is the standard practice of those around us at this time in the '90s in the place we were living, this is what everyone's doing. And like you said, if you're looking down that very narrow perspective, you can put pressure on yourself and say, I guess this is what we ought to do. But we were able to step back and go, let's look at our whole lives. Vicki, you may have a couple of kids. Where would you like, not where would you like there to be born in the sense of no. location. It's not about passports. And it's about you having, going through a very big event medically, you know, physically, emotionally, emotionally, spiritually. And it's not just that day of the birth. It's the weeks and the months that follow. And so in the sense, we stepped back and made a bigger decision. That's the same thing with someone says your father is dying and, and, you know, do you go home? Well, if you're looking at your team commitment or your organization, you can just say, well, we, we've said we're going to commit till the end of this year. Yes. And that's a good commitment. And yet you only have one father and they may die only, of course, die once. So then you just step back and get a wider perspective of your whole life and say, maybe, maybe I need to make this trip. Yeah, it's really, it's really challenging. And I mean, back to that story about having children, there was, um, there was a trend in the place where we were living that it was an undercurrent that you were a better missionary. You were a more able to communicate the gospel and be a part of the community. If it was very important and it was actually a source of pride for people who had their children in a local hospital. Yes. Well, you were being local. You were the being key local. Is you're learning to eat local food. You had your kids here. You spoke the language. You drove a local car. Yeah. You lived in a very local neighborhood. Right. And you're and right. we and we did do lots of those things. Um, and that's true actually, all over the world. I yes. think that is a common problem in all missions. Is missionaries judging one another for their dis- basing, decisions, saying that their commitment is based on certain decisions and. 
I just would say that, yeah, I did have a friend say, you have to be at peace with your decision no matter what happens with with the circumstances. You have to be at peace. Um, when David was decided not to, well, because it was going to be incredibly difficult and almost impossible to get back for his dad's funeral. He had to be at peace with that decision mm-hmm. and not base that on anybody else's opinion. I had to have my children where I felt at peace, no matter what happened. Just like the person who said, I'm going to go back to spend this time with my parent but it could be anybody in the family where there is a serious illness and they could pass you you don't want to look down the road in 10 years and say i will wish i had gone back and so if you decide to not go you've got to live with that but if you decide to go make sure it's your choice and it's not just interestingly i i mean i don't feel that you sense any regret about not Um, because there were many, many reasons why you didn't come back for your dad's well, funeral. Obviously, the most important was my conversation with my own mother. I mean, it was, and I had another brother who was overseas, and he couldn't come back. And so there was a decision made, you know, between a conversation with my mother and with my brother. And so we made it and it had peace with what we were doing and, and things like that. But, you know, but in 20 years later, the way flights are and communication, I don't know. I don't know if I would have made a different decision, but, you know, you, I, internet, you don't know, but you haven't regretted your decision because no, you really made no. it for you, not because getting, based on what anyone else no, thought. Getting tickets in those days was paper and you had to, oh, you had to take a bus down to I X remember. place and wait in line and, and who knows if you could get something. And so back in those days, funerals were happened three or four days after a person passed. Now people are pushing them to, you know, they bury them quickly and then they... Have a memorial yes, three, four weeks later. Yes, it's just yeah. a different world now. Um, you know, events are being done live stream now. So when somebody says, oh, I'm going to completely miss your wedding or your graduation. Yeah, we actually did miss all of them. But what if we had had live streaming? We may have said that would have been nice to, you know, just be able to watch that wedding or that event. So the world has changed, but we're just, but I think that's a very important point. And um, maybe we'll, I think we should pause and maybe come back and keep this going. But I think that important, that thing you said, Vicki, about there's pressure you have from internally because you want to be the best. And you think you're God's commando on the ground for this time in history and you're doing God's work and you can get yourself quite full of pressure and guilt when if you could just step back in and your pride, life. And pride, really. Yeah, and say, and step back in your life and say, wait a minute. You know, is this something I want to miss? Is this something I should do in the States? Or is this something... And then you can have team pressure and local friends pressure. And then your organization may just say no. And you say, but what if we really feel like we need to do this? And so we've encouraged some people just to say rules are important and and yet they can be broken. Why don't you just press and see 
um, policies, I would say, yes, more than rules. Right, right. But, you know, once again, the world has changed, and we see people flying a lot more and coming back for a lot of things that we would have never come back for. Well, it's a lot less expensive to come back for one thing, but it is not less expensive in time. And as you said, singles, and what you give up singles with can time. go a lot. And families, it's a little more complicated. Okay, these are big topics, and we will be back here with part two of this. Thanks for listening today. Feel free to email us with your questions to david at esionline.org. It's always encouraging to hear from our listeners how God is using this podcast. Our ministry is called Equipping Servants International, which exists to equip churches, organizations, and individuals to reach the nations both at home and abroad. Our desire is to see people better equipped when they leave, be able to thrive and be effective on the field, and transition back home well. Our book is called Mission Smart, 15 Critical Questions to Ask Before Launching Overseas, and it's available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Remember to subscribe to our podcast to get more episodes as they're published.